Welcome to Silk Digital Marketing Mastery, your go-to podcast for elevating your digital marketing success as a female business owner. I'm your host, Sam, founder of Silk Digital, with over six years of experience working with clients from startups to established brands. Each week, my guests and I will provide insider knowledge and expert guidance on social media, email marketing, digital advertising, and more. On this show, you can expect to learn how to create irresistible marketing messages that connect with your dream customers, establish an unbreakable brand identity that they can't help but trust, and develop a holistic approach to your marketing that supports your business goals. I know that as a female entrepreneur, you face unique challenges when it comes to building your brand and growing your business. That's why I'm here to provide you with the tools, strategies, and insights you need to take control of your marketing and achieve your goals. So whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, this podcast is for you. Get ready to learn, be inspired, and take your digital marketing game to the next level. Hello, my friend. Welcome back to the Silk Digital Marketing Mastery Podcast. It has been a few weeks since I've actually recorded a solo app. I hope that you've been enjoying the mix between solo and guest apps because I actually have really enjoyed having guests on and interviewing them just to mix things up a bit and obviously share their greatness with you guys. I thought today I don't usually give like a little life update, I guess, with what's been going on in my world, in the world of Silk Digital. But I thought, you know what, today I'm going to do that. I will share what's going on in my world rather than just jumping straight into the episode because I like it when I hear other podcasters do that. I like to know what's going on in their lives besides, you know, just the general episode. Being really focused on TikTok lately. And I mean, look, if you've listened to any of my other episodes or you know me, then you know that I've always loved TikTok, but I am a... TikTok OG when it comes to consuming the content, but when it comes to creating, I'm not really doing that until as of late. So I've been making more of an effort to show up there, you know, consistently sharing a lot more, like more so valuable tips and recommendations that I really don't share anywhere else. So if you are on TikTok or you're not, get on TikTok and make sure you're following me, Silk Digital, because I share some great content. And you know, I also encourage you to just like play around with the platform yourself, share your own content. It's a really great top of funnel channel and platform for brand awareness and just to reach new people, especially because the organic reach on TikTok is so much better than on Instagram. I feel Instagram's not really a top of funnel marketing approach anymore. You're only really reaching your own followers unless you're boosting posts or you are running ads. I have also been working on really refining a brand playbook for my clients and any new clients too. So that just involves a strategy for their marketing. Um, We dive deep into their audience, their branding, their messaging, uh, which has been really fun for me to create and work with them on. This is something that they'll be able to use as a reference for themselves and Obviously, for myself too, we make sure that the messaging is consistent and it aligns with exactly what their business is all about and also just makes a huge difference when it comes to creating content, your ads, your emails, website copy. It's just like having a good reference point when you're stuck or you're needing something to keep it consistent. You know, if you're bringing on new staff and if they're either creating your content or wanting to, I guess, get them up to speed on who your brand is and what you're all about, this is a really great resource. That's been a 
big project that I've been working on because obviously I want the content in itself to be really useful, valuable and impactful, but also the design of it too. I'm very meticulous on that. In today's episode, I wanted to chat with you just about my history. I mean, I've done an episode, my very first episode was an intro into, I guess, how I got into my business and my background with agency work. But I did have a career even before then. And predominantly, I wanted to touch on the reasons why I align with the health and wellness brands and why that's a real passion of mine, because there is a bit of a backstory to it. And so I thought I would sort of share that pre-agency, pre-silk life. So if we take it back to right when I started uni, I was working in a retail store um, and this shop was selling activewear brands. So prominently Lorna Jane, we had Nike or Nike, however you want to say it, and 2XU or 2XU again, however you say that. And I feel this is where my love for health and fitness really began. Before then, I mean, I was quite young too, so I would have been 19. And before then, you know, I really wasn't too caught up on going to the gym or eating super clean and healthy or caring about my health as such. It was more, you know, going out as a 19-year-old does. I played sport growing up and I always had an interest in that, but I wasn't super active once I left high school. So when I started working there, I really fell in love with the product, especially Lorna Jane and what she stood for and obviously the clothing and active wear. But it really helped me to reevaluate myself and my health and also find that passion and love for the brand and what it stood for. So that really like one gave me experience in sales and surprisingly psychology and also started off with the, I guess, trajectory of where I am today. So when we fast forward to when I moved to Melbourne, I was still at uni finishing off my degree. So I was studying a Bachelor of Business, majoring in marketing. If you didn't know that I have a business degree, then there you go. You've learned something new already. But that was coming to the end. I was almost finished my degree. And at the time I was still working in retail, but at this stage I was working for a different women's fashion brand, which you might be familiar with, Bardo. And I really loved that job. I just didn't enjoy the inconsistency with casual work. I'm very much a creature of habit and routine. So I just didn't enjoy casual work and financially too, you know, it's always all over the shop. So I set out to find myself a full-time job. And my plan was to find a job in Uh, like admin, which I thought was very much like a, I guess, beginner's entry-level position. And then from there, once I finished my degree, I would move into their marketing team. I had this all planned out in my head. So it took me a while to get into finding a job. I actually went through recruiters and I found that really helpful. And I got myself my first job at Fernwood Fitness. So this was in their head office. I was in their administration team. It wasn't your typical admin role though, but I do think back to it now and just being offered the job at Fernwood Fitness, knowing this was like a very well-known women's fitness health club in Australia, I was like so grateful for that opportunity and I thought it was going to be the best job 
just, yeah, being able to work for a gym, but in admin, it kind of aligned with what I wanted to do. You know, like I said, I was interested in health and fitness and it was almost like Lorna Jane was very much a similar a brand in itself where it sold active wear, but it had those same values as what Firmwood did, you know, all about empowering women in health and wellness and, you know, looking their best, feeling their best, that kind of vibe. So it really aligned with me and what I loved. Now, like the thinking back to the job, as I said, it wasn't your typical admin role, but I am so, so grateful for the position. Not only did I meet some amazing people that I'm still friends with to this day, but it really did create a solid foundation of for my career and just, I guess, who I am. So the position was, we were working for the, the head office and there was a team of us and we were dedicated a certain amount of clubs. So you, obviously Firmwood Fitness is a franchise. So you have your head office. And then we had like at that time, there was 52 franchisee clubs in Australia. So we would work with, uh, I think maybe I had maybe 10 clubs potentially, if not more, I can't remember. It was a while ago now, but we would work with the clubs directly handling their administration. So any cancellation requests that would come through, any membership deferrals. And the funnest one of all was the debt collection. So anybody that didn't pay their membership fees would get a call from myself or one of my other team members, depending on the location of the club. Now, I was young at the time. I was like 22 and it was my first, well, pretty much my first full-time job. I had worked as an admin um, as an admin trainee for a gap year, but that was just for a landscape company. Um, it wasn't anything as serious, I wouldn't think, as this role now. And especially dealing with money, it's a money is a very touchy subject. And especially when you are asking somebody to pay their bills that they haven't paid. And a lot of people have the assumption that if you don't go to the gym, you don't have to pay, but that's not the case. So look, I won't lie. The job was really tough and I experienced it all. You know, you got the abuse, the excuses after excuses, and just even having to listen to people, you know, talk about what's going on in their lives can be pretty heavy. And, you know, this was all done over the phone. Like we were making phone calls. It wasn't just always email. So as a millennial too, phone conversations aren't always my first choice, but it did teach me the confidence. It taught me resilience and it also taught me to make sure you read your contract because that's why people stop paying their bills or complain because they think that their membership's ended, but really you're in an ongoing contract. So all that stuff aside, I did. I really loved the job because I was working for a company, as I said, that was empowering women. It was supporting them on their health journey. And it just, yeah, it was such a fun place to work for because of the values and everything that aligned with my my values and what I really was passionate about. So I then finished my uni degree and I was sort of looking for a job that was in, you know, a social media position. I think back now, I don't know why I wanted to do social media. I don't know where that come from. I think maybe it was because growing up, I was always like, I loved, you know, you had MySpace, you had Bebo, Pixo. I was always using the computer and designing all those different things. And, you know, I loved social media. And then around that time I finished uni and things, it was becoming a job that was being like a more popular position. It was 
a new role to like, I guess, marketing and, and digital marketing was sort of failing new, I guess. And so I just thought, oh yeah, that'd be a fun job to do, you know, using Instagram, using Facebook. I mean, I don't think Instagram was actually as big then, but anyway, being on Facebook, like I used to, the last few jobs that I'd worked, especially when I did my admin traineeship, like I was saying before, I remember I would go around and make signs that would say like, like us on Facebook and I'd be posting content on their Facebook page. It was a landscaping company actually, which is so random. But I was like the one that would upload things on Facebook when we'd have, you know, it would be winter and we'd be selling firewood and I'd be promoting that on Facebook and yeah, putting signs up all around, trying to get as many likes on Facebook as we could. So I thought if like I could do that back then, why couldn't I do it now? Like, but it was quite difficult to actually get a job with no experience being a graduate, not having, you know, how that all works where they want somebody with experience, but you have to be entry level. It just never makes sense. So anyway, a role popped up in the marketing team at Fernwood as a social media coordinator, which is like more of an entry level position um, into marketing and social media. And I was like, this is meant to be. I, I didn't want to leave the actual company, but I was wanting a new job. So I reached out to my manager at the time and asked if I could move across into the team. And it was a bit tricky to begin with. I remember we just started me out doing half and half. So I was still fulfilling my admin role and also then doing the marketing side a couple of days a week too, which actually was good experience for me because I was doing, I was creating social media content for Facebook. We were doing Facebook first and then I think resharing it onto Instagram, whereas these days it's usually the opposite or you're not even sharing stuff on Facebook. Instagram stories wasn't even a thing until kind of maybe a year into getting that job. But having the experience of being in admin and also dealing with customers and like I guess say issues, you know, I had, I could then use that information to create content. And when we got messages through, because I was handling community management for both Facebook and Instagram, like the comments and, and messages, I actually knew the answers to a lot of the questions because I had prior experience in admin and uh, like customer support. So that really supported the role. And I think that's what I think maybe even better at my job. But yeah, I was starting off posting and creating content. I learned how to use very basic, but Photoshop because Canva was not a thing back then. Lots of influencer outreach. So sourcing and finding influencers that would align with our brand um, and helping to manage the influencer partnerships. And this was when like influencers, especially in the health and fitness space were huge. So that was a really big thing at the time. So this was across the national Facebook and Instagram pages as well as some club pages too. So we were creating content for those. Then eventually I started to learn how to create and run Facebook ads. So that would mean I was yeah setting the ad up. I would either brief the designers for certain designs. So if we wanted video content or any images, sort of giving them those and, and creating briefs to the, for them to then create it and then running the ad copy reporting, knowing, I guess, how to understand and read the analytics of things and then make any changes to improve our results. And it was 
when I think back now, I'm like, our budgets were, I think, around 50K a month, which is pretty huge from memory. So allocating the right budgets to the right, you know, campaigns, whether we were doing our top of funnel, middle, bottom, all of those things. And I was really doing a bit of everything. And I think, as I mentioned, this role really did set up the foundation to my marketing career, but also just my career in general. And we had a really small marketing team. So we worked really closely with each other. I think there was maybe like six of us. And that also gave me a lot more experience too, because we were probably doing more things outside of your normal social media coordinator role, which is good because it gave me more experience in different areas. Like we had so many influencer events that, again, we would find the influencers for, um, invite them, manage them. That means like making sure that they're posting content create and us capturing the content on the day, what the event actually looks like, like what are we going to do with the event? There was a lot to it. Working with the events manager, helping with the national conference that we would do every year, um, which was like one of the biggest things for the business. And even just operational things, like deciding on what sort of programs they were going to run. And um, we launched a new, whole new, I guess, gym class. And so I was there supporting with the the ideas, the execution, the pre-launch, the post-launch, just everything about that. We collaborated with the operational team with to do. And with our content plan, and being a big company, you know, you and a franchisee, you have like 40 franchisees that own different clubs. And so they pay you a certain amount or a certain fee every year to do their marketing for them. So because we had a whole a franchisee group to be accountable to, we were planning our marketing. We would have a 12-month marketing plan. And so every month, there would be a planned out, whether it was an offer or a particular, I guess, topic or something within the business that they wanted to focus on because of, you know, the goals that they had from that. And that would come from the executive team. And then being in the marketing team, we would have to come up with the ideas from like concept to creation of how we were going to promote that. For example, if it was like a zero joining fee offer, what were we going to do that was going to be different than the last time we had that offer because it was a popular offer that they would use throughout the year? We would have to come up with new fun ways of promoting that and basically just doing whatever we can to get more members in the door. So we would work as a team to come up with, yeah, just new fresh marketing ideas, Whether and that would include what video content we were going to shoot and then how that would then be delivered across social media and what that looks like. So there's a quite a lot to it. And working internally for a marketing team rather than just as an agent agency, there you learn a lot more and you're a lot more hands-on across multitude of things because you have to collaborate with other teams uh, and you know you all have this one focus and you, it's so easy to get stuck in the business. And doing the same thing over and over again because it's different when you're working with a multitude of clients and you can have fresh ideas and change things up. So that was definitely a big challenge is how do we do things differently and better than the last time to keep new members coming through. So because I was involved in a lot of that, that would mean I was jumping 
I was assisting video shoots or we were going on video shoots with the videographer and making sure we were getting all the content we needed for social media. I even featured in a few of the videos myself. If I'm sure if you YouTube it, I'm sure there'll be some that pop up. And again, making sure that the content that I was posting on social media was aligning with the content that the the email marketing girl was putting out or the blogs that she was writing. You know, everything was consistent and cohesive. And I think that really built a and that really helped me to understand the importance of it and how it works in a business that I can now later use in my own business and teach and share that with my clients and other businesses. And of course, while I was there, I fully 100% believed in the values of the company and I was, you know, going to the gym. I loved going to the gym there. I was just like immersed in, I guess, Fernwood land and it was, it was the best. I loved that job. And I really did learn so much and and I I really credit a lot of my time there to creating and helping me build the career that I have today. I literally had my dream job and then after a few years, I started to just get a bit bored. Things felt like I was on autopilot. I wasn't feeling challenged in my role anymore and I knew that it was time for a change. I just get these like call it intuition or gut feeling, but I just knew that it was time to move on because there was just no room, there was no room for growth for me at the company anymore. So I really wanted to go and get back into fashion and I sort of had done the health and the wellness side, which is a big passion of mine. I wanted to get into fashion because that's something else that I love. And so I got a job for a men's streetwear company. For me, this position was kind of taking 10 steps back instead of, you know, one step forward, which I think I got so excited just to be offered a job in fashion. And I really didn't consider what I wanted out of my next role. I just wanted something new. And yeah, it just, it wasn't it. I was only doing content creation and community management. I was helping, you know, again, with the photo shoots and being on set for fashion photo shoots is so, so different to what I was doing with fitness. So that taught me a lot. I learned how the fashion industry works with, you know, the seasons and how far ahead you have to be planning. And this business was a wholesaler and a retailer. So I got to really learn both sides of this, the coin there, which was really helpful. And I mean, maybe it's things that I, I take and I can use now, but it's still stuff that I learned and I know that one day it might serve me. You know, I learned how to use different programs in the Adobe suite, again, because Canvas still wasn't a thing then. So we were using InDesign um, and just, yeah, trying to. And then I was also briefing. They had an agency at the time that was running Facebook ads. So I I was trying to get them to take it in-house so I could do it, but they just didn't want to budge on that. But I was briefing them on you know, a certain ads we wanted to run and things like that. So putting together a brief can be, it's not tricky, but, you know, even, you just have to know how to do that to make sure that it, you're really communicating what you need because the work is only as good as the brief. But after a while, again, it wasn't serving me. It was just, it wasn't a nice place to work, I'll be honest. And I decided to leave. I realized I wanted to 
maybe try out agency life. I had thought I needed something fast paced. And from what I'd heard with from different friends in the industry and, you know, just even reading job applications and things, it was talking about how fast paced agency life is. And I was like, I think that's what I need to do. And so I applied. I was applying for, again, more fashion roles in sort of not just social media, but digital marketing as a whole. And I can remember I was offered, I had an interview at this agency and they, I think they offered me the job that afternoon and it was a Friday. They offered it to me and I was, I'd I'd interviewed with Mimco a few days before and I was so, my heart was set on that Mimco job. It was like a digital marketing coordinator position. So again, more than just social media. And I was like, oh, do I take this? agency job or do I wait and see if Mimco offer me the job and I remember catching up with a friend and she was like just take the agency job Sam you will learn so much more it was in the city it was closer to home than where this Mimco job was and a lot of things were like the pay was better I knew that it would be a different experience than being in-house again and I told myself that's what I wanted. I wanted an agency job and it was literally being given to me. And I was like, oh. So I made the decision and I took the agency job and then I got offered the Mimco job. And I was like, oh my God. But I'd already made my mind up and I was set on this agency job. And I'm so glad that I did it because it did. It gave me everything that I needed. It fast-tracked my experience because when you're working for an agency and you have – I mean, this was ridiculous, but we had way too many clients, but I had probably 30 or 40 clients at once. I was dealing with their ads or their social media content. It's a lot and it is, it lives up to the fast paced nature. It also taught you how to think outside the box and just change from, you know, one minute you're working on a client that's in finance and then the next minute you're working on a client that is in health and then they're in fashion. It's just like bang, bang, bang all over the shop. And so you have to really know your stuff. And because you are really just hired to do the tech side of things, like we were, I guess you could refer to us as techs. Like I wasn't talking to clients. I wasn't, you know, coming up with their marketing plan like you would internally at a business. You were just literally told, okay, they want to reach, they want this, this have this goal, how are we going to do it? And do it. But what's funny is I think back then I was still known as like the health and wellness girly. And my managers knew that that was what I loved doing and that was my vibe. And so I would always get the health and wellness and lifestyle brands um, if they signed up for social media ads or social media management, which was really cool. And I've always maintained my love for those industries. Again, like whether I am working with clients that are in that industry or it's me, you know, going in, seeing an naturopath or a nutritionist or skin clinic, you know, going to the gym. If there's new gyms that have popped up, I'm going to go try them. And I try different things, active web brands, all of that. I just, I guess that is who I am, you know, supplements and different things in those areas too. Like I really take that side of things seriously, but I love it too. And I feel like I'm across it all. And I think for me, I have that foundational knowledge from working for, you know, a very large Australian company in that space. I would say, Fernwood is like a a thought leader in the industry. Like, you know, female-only gym is something that you don't see very often now. Like they it's it's just Fernwood. And so 
just knowing how to, you know, do the foundational things like market. And I have the foundational knowledge from working for one of Australia's largest fitness companies, I would say, in the health and wellness space, especially in the female space, is Firmwood. And, you know, they weren't just a gym. They were covering, it's a health club. We were covering wellness, nutrition, exercise, and that empowerment, that confidence. Like it was a whole mind, body, soul type vibe there. And I think with my retail experience, both working in the shop floor when I did prior to like studying and then working for brands that were predominantly just e-commerce it's like I think the perfect match and that is why I really align myself and feel called to working with brands that are in that space in health and wellness and lifestyle whether that's service or e-commerce I just think that it's like a perfect match for me because being passionate about it is so important. I know for myself, I don't want to work with somebody, like I don't want to hire somebody, whether they're subcontracting or, you know, they're doing something for my business, whether that's like graphic design or I don't, I don't know, whatever it might be. I don't want them to not be interested in, I guess, what I do or not believe in what I'm doing because I just feel like they don't do a great job. If you're hiring somebody that doesn't I mean, not not everybody's going to be as passionate as you are about your own business, of course, but I think if you hire somebody that doesn't really stand for the same values and, you know, have similar views and really understand your business at the core and feel like that aligns with them, then I wouldn't want to be paying them to work on my business because it's just, it's going to be a much different experience having somebody that truly aligns with your brand and understands your vision and aligns with that. And that's why I align myself with brands in that space because I am passionate about what they do and I want to learn more and I want to immerse myself more in what they do because I love it. So I hope this gives you a bit of a background story of how I got into the health and wellness space and why I am so passionate about working with clients in that space. And if you are in health, wellness, beauty, lifestyle, that whole vibe, then please reach out. I would love to chat with you just even to see where your business is at and potentially put together a bit of a strategy on how we can possibly work together to get you from where you are now to that next level. Because I think having somebody that's got a well-rounded understanding of the industry and, you know, just the ins and outs of the business is really going to help your business. And I think there is, again, just to wrap things up a bit of a misconception around maybe because I'm in social media that it's just social media that I know and I just put a post up and that's it but it goes so much more deeper than that there is you know marketing is so important in a business and it's you can have people that know how to just chuck a post on Instagram like anybody can really do that and I think that's where the demise of what I do because anyone can just chuck a post on Instagram with a few hashtags and they call themselves a social media manager or person. But what I offer is so much more than just that. And it is a holistic approach where we are looking at other avenues to really be able to grow your business, looking for those next opportunities and the low hanging fruit that are going to help you to take your business from where you are now to that next level. Thank you so much for joining me today. Don't forget, you can learn more about my free resources that will help you scale your business by going to my website, 
www.silk-digital.com.au. And you can always find the links and resources mentioned in today's episode over there too. I would love for you to come say hi over on Instagram at silkdigital underscore. Thanks so much and I'll see you in the next episode.